This is episode five of the Online Course Guy podcast. I am Jacques Hopkins, the Online Course Guy, and this is the show where we show you how to turn your hobby or passion into a profitable online course. I was able to do just that with the piano, and now after being an engineer for eight years, I'm proud to say I support my family with the income from my online piano course. I'm also joined, as usual, by Nate Dotson, who's hard at work on his own online course. What's going on, Nate? Not much, Jacques. Just twirling around today in my pajamas, working on a new construction project outside. Oh, man. So you're not working on your online course? No, not really. Working on my farm. Well, you know, you kind of have a system in place. You don't have to spend a lot of time on it these days, right? No, don't have to. That's for sure. Okay, so we literally haven't talked, well, we barely talked since the last podcast episode. And last update on episode four was that you had your course launched, the new funnel launched, and you'd made three sales. Yeah. So we still at three or what's been going on the past week? Uh, One more. Made one this week and someone that said that they're going to buy the payment plan tomorrow. And then another person that I'm corresponding with right now that just had a couple of questions that was interested in buying. Okay, very cool. Well, I mean, congratulations. One sale in the past week is is certainly not bad. And I'll stress it again, you're still not paying for any advertising. Yeah. So that's four sales in the past two weeks, basically. Um, Revenue of uh, close to $1,200, something like that. Yep. In two weeks of just getting started here. So I think those are numbers. And I've 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 had some lower numbers coming in the last week or so, too. Well, hey, we're going to talk about marketing your course today. So get ready to yep. take your note, take some notes. I will. I've got paper, blank paper here. I'm ready to jot <laughs> it all down. So the other thing I'll tell you, Nate, is, you know, you mentioned people, you know, somebody you're talking to that wants to do the payment plan and this other person that may want to buy, man, do not count your chickens till they hatch. Maybe half, I would say more like 20% of the people that say they're going to buy, buy. You know, people got to put their money where their mouth is and people talk a big game. And and then yeah. when it comes down to it, they may not do it. So only count yeah. the ones that actually come through. And I know you are I'm just just giving you that warning. Don't get too excited about the people that say they're going to buy. Absolutely. Cool. What else is going on the past week? Anything else exciting? Nothing really too exciting now. I've just um, just been working on my farm mostly. Still haven't shifted back into doing a lot of stuff with the funnel. But I did reach out to people for video testimonials. I created some mugs for microgreens people that say that says enjoy the little things it has the microgreens farmer logo so i'm going to offer these to to people for if they want to give me a video testimonial just people that you know i've actually got a lot of value out of the course and loved it just if they're willing to share their experience we need to talk about video testimonials maybe as a as a topic for a podcast because there are things you're going to need to keep in mind there are actual like laws and regulations on what you can and can't do with that okay cool all right. So the past week has been pretty eventful on my side. First and foremost, you know, this is the podcast and this podcast launched, uh, which is pretty cool. And so we went live on, I think, a Thursday with three episodes. And uh, the very next day, our fourth episode came out. And it seems to be fairly well received so far. Cool. I know you've been uh, you've been sharing it a little bit on your side. I've, I've shared it with, with some of my audience, you know, my piano in 21 days audience and and my small my online course guy email list is up to about 100 people so i shared it with them as well yeah i shared it with my nate dodson list of like 100 people and then just some friends on facebook and i don't post on facebook hardly ever so i don't i don't get much engagement when i do post on there sure absolutely 
But I'm looking and, you know, one of the big things with getting your podcast seen is you want to get into that new and noteworthy section on iTunes. And one of the, the factors, there's several factors to that. And, and there's no, nobody knows the exact formula. Nobody knows exactly what iTunes does to, to put you there. But um, some things that are important would be, you know, obviously listens to the podcast, um, subscribers to the podcast. And then one of the biggest ones is ratings and reviews. So I'm looking at it now. We've got 19 five-star reviews in iTunes, and that's just in the United States. So one weird thing about the way iTunes does things is I can only see reviews from people in the U.S. And I know people have been reviewing in other countries, too. I think in Canada, we've got five five-star ratings, but I can't see that. And we've got, we've got ratings all over. Cool. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're just trying to, to make our way up there. And once you get into the new and noteworthy section, you've got to have good content to kind of stay there and be relevant um, going forward. So we're trying yeah. to put together a good podcast, me and you here, and uh, and get some exposure. Absolutely. And we've got one more stat on the podcast. We've got 212 total downloads. So that's across all four episodes that exist already. Cool. Okay, so um, other than the podcast, the personal life, you know, working on getting into our new house. My wife is back stateside, fortunately. She went uh, to Europe for a couple of weeks and left me with uh, with my daughter, and I'm really glad to have her back. And uh, it's not easy being a single parent. I'm that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like. I really enjoy having her back. We uh we closed on our new house last week and we've been doing some work at it and uh we'll be we'll be moving in here in another week or two. Very, very excited about that and getting my own kind of office and workspace back is gonna be really nice. That's great, man. Congrats yeah. on that. Thank you. In terms of piano in twenty one days status, uh I went over some numbers on the last episode about how my May went and uh and had a good good May. I will tell you that uh, so far, June is not keeping up that pace. It's been it's been decent, but it's it's certainly not on the pace of last month. And what I what I just want to mention is that you know I, I worked a normal job for eight years. I think I worked a normal job for longer than you did. You did meaning forty mm -hmm. hours a week, you know, salary benefits type thing. And with mm -hmm. those, you you kind of know mostly that you're gonna when you start a new month, you're gonna be paid for that month because you're working, you're going to work, you're putting in your time. You're going to get a paycheck with this yeah. lifestyle and doing this type of thing. It's not as steady, right? Yep. And you still have to have all your systems in place. You've got to make sure there's not a kink in your system somewhere. You can't get some virus on your website and stop getting people entering your funnel. And, and maybe something happens. You don't, you can't explain, you know, I don't know why there's a small dip in my sales so far this month. Right. Yeah. I've sold a lot of copies of my course, but it's not on pace for 109 like it like it was in May. Mm -hmm. And that just that just comes with the territory, you know. And I've yep. got I've got these expenses that I'm paying for this month, you know, whether whether I make enough sales to cover it or not. So I really need to make sure that I'm making enough revenue to cover the expenses plus more, so I can actually live off the money. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one thing that you that you have to be kind of have the right personality for if you're getting into this business because it's there are definitely ups and downs and you just have to kind of keep trucking forward on the next thing that you need to do to keep growing 
and not worry so much about constantly looking at your numbers and stats. I mean, numbers and stats are important and they'll tell you what you need to do, but you got to be careful about like, um, locking your happiness in with those metrics. Absolutely. And for some people, this, what we're talking about here of turning your hobby into an online course, some people just may want to have this be another hobby and just do this in their side, you know, as, as oh, yeah. a side hustle, side They're five to nine. They're five to nine. Exactly. And and a lot of people are going to be com- perfectly content with that and maybe make a little extra money on top of their regular income. And I will say that as you go about building your online course, you're learning new skills. The skills that you're learning are highly marketable skills right now in this economy. So if you created an online course and you've built a sales funnel and you've done email marketing and learned copywriting, those are things that are going to stick with you that you can, you know, sales and marketing jobs pay really well. And it's something you can, you'll always have, and you can always get a job in that industry. So you can learn more about it. If you do struggle and you're not, you don't get traction and you're not doing great. Well, maybe then you can take those skills to a company and you can see how they're doing things differently and learn from them and just take things to a whole nother level the next time you go out on your own. That's a really good point. I quit my job about a year and a half ago and with the idea that, hey, let me let me spend a little time. Let me make sure I can make this work for me and my family. But knowing that if I can't make it work, I'm going to have to go back to work. And I didn't have any interest in going back to the job I had before. I didn't have any interest in going back into engineering. Um, I just, it just didn't, I wasn't passionate about it anymore where I once was, but what I did find myself kind of passionate about what I wanted to go into was some sort of marketing thing like you're mentioning. And we're going to be talking a lot about marketing today, but I learned a lot about marketing through this whole process. And that is really interesting stuff to me. And if I had to go back to a nine to five job, I would have looked for something in that space because of all these new skills I developed and that I actually enjoy them. Yeah. And it's highly sought after in companies. Everyone wants more sales. And if you know how to drive sales and, and you can show the metrics and you're just going to keep getting raises. I mean, it's, e- it's an easy value proposition for an employer and marketing automation is really just starting to take off. It's in on some online businesses. It's really big, but in most like brick and mortar and local businesses and most business owners, they just don't even have a clue about it yet. So once you educate them on it, everyone's pretty excited about it. Yeah, and we're going to we're going to jump into that marketing topic here very soon, but there's one more thing that happened in the past week that I that I need to mention. And that's that I got uh mentioned by a, a person who's very well known in this space, Tim Ferriss. And so what happened is a few weeks ago I got approached by a website called nerdwallet.com um just to interview me and do an article. And I'd heard of them before, but they're like they do like credit card reviews. So it was a little strange, but I looked up their Alexa ra- uh, rating. And uh, for those of the, those people that don't know what that is, you can go to Alexa.com. Is that mm-hmm. what it is? Alexa? Yeah, I think it is Alexa. Yeah, Alexa.com. And you can type in your website and see where it ranks nationally and globally. So for example, I'm going to go there right now and I'm going to type in pianoin21days.com. And I rank, my website ranks right now globally right around 900,000. So that means I am the 900,000th most popular website on the globe. And then in the United States, it's about 260,000, which that's actually pretty good, right? If you think about all the websites on, in, the, in the world, in the United States. Yeah. Well, I looked up nerdwallet.com just to see how popular it was. And it was like 5,000th web- website in the world. So this is a really, really popular website. So 
I'm thinking either way, you know, no matter how they spin it, it's going to be good exposure. So, of course, I agreed to the interview. And so she interviews me and I give her all the information she needs. I give her my websites and everything. And then I don't think much of it. About a, a week later, I get a Google notification. She didn't even email me when the article was ready or posted. I got a new Google alert. You can set up a Google alert for phrases across the entire internet. So of course I have Piano in 21 Days and Jacques Hopkins set up. So anytime anywhere on the internet that's mentioned, I get an email about it. And I recommend people out there do the same thing. Do you have that set up, Nate? No, I don't. No. Yeah, so you, you should set up Nate Dotson. I don't know how many Nate Dotsons there are. Like I, every once in a while I'll get something. There's like a high school football player, wide receiver named Jacques yeah. Hopkins. Yeah. He had a good game and, and I'll get it. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't know how po it depends how popular a name is, but microgreens business, you know, microgreens farmer, yep. uh, those things in quotes would be a good thing to get notified on. So I got notified. Yep. Someone might someone might be smack talking you in a forum somewhere, and you can jump in there and defend yourself a little bit. You know, that too. Yeah, something like that, <laughs> that too. Yeah, that's another thing we could talk about on this podcast is trolls. Yeah, and just I mean, the the really quick way to handle trolls is to ignore them. That's the best way, uh, but we can get into that in a, in a later episode. But anyway, I got this alert that somebody mentioned Piano in 21 Days, and I'm like, oh, Nerd Wallet. So I clicked on it. It's a nice little article, not very long, and it was posted. And what I, I noticed a couple things about the article. One, she didn't include any links to me. She didn't include my website. She didn't include a link to my Twitter, nothing. Yeah. The second thing I noticed was that I went to the Nerd Wallet homepage, and then I went to the Nerd Wallet blog homepage and I couldn't find the article anywhere. So it was like buried, really hard to find. So I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, maybe this just wasn't as good an opportunity as I expected to be. And I, I yeah. didn't really stress about it too much. I did drop an email to the girl and ask her if she, you know, I told her, hey, you know, I noticed the article came out. It looks really good. Great job with it. I was just wondering if maybe you could include a, a link to one of my websites. And no response. A few days later, I followed up via email. No response. And I kind of forgot about it. And then all of a sudden, I get a call from you, Nate. And you're yep. like, dude, Tim Ferriss linked to that article about you. It's huge. Was, yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Now, the reason he did that, I guess he probably had Google Alerts turned on or something. Because yep. I totally, I mentioned him in that interview a couple of times because his book, and his you know, website and things were a big influence on me getting started. I'm sure they were a big influence on a lot of people getting started 10 yep. years ago, right? Yeah. And so I actually just picked up my daughter from, she stayed with her grandmother for a few days because my wife was out of the country and I was driving and I was, I just picked her up and I was trying to get home and I was like, oh my gosh, and I really wanted that link because I needed to, you know, do something with all this traffic. So I yep. had the girl's phone number from when we did the interview, so I call her and she's like, she's like, Hey, I didn't get your emails. I've been on vacation. Um, I'll see what I can do, but I, there's still not a link up there. Yeah. And you, there's a comments section below that article and they don't, they won't allow you to comment with a link either. Yeah. I'm sure you noticed that. So I, I went yeah. into the comments and people were even in the comments saying, Hey, why didn't you guys link to his website? So I just res responded to some of those comments saying, Hey, if you want to, you know, NerdWallet's not letting us post links here, but if you want to find me, just Google this and this. And I have been getting a lot of traffic from that, just from that, without even having links, which is really have cool. you. To online course guy or to piano in 21 days, mostly? 
Well, it's a piano in 21 days. So I've been I've been averaging about 150 or so email addresses, opt-ins a day on piano in 21 days. And I I crushed my record for one day, I think on that Friday when he linked to it. And I got like 330 email addresses that day. And the wow. next day I got like 200 and it's been up since then. So it was Friday. Today's Thursday. So it was six days ago that he linked to it in his weekly five bullet Friday uh, email newsletter. Yeah. But they're not buyers. They're just people that want to dissect your sales funnel, you think mostly and see how you're running your business. Well, I had my first sale from a Tim Ferriss uh, source yesterday on the Sweet. phone. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't say that it's just marketing people. Um, I think that people, I don't know, we'll see, but I did yeah. have my first sale. It was a guy, he was 25 years old. He's been playing classical music for the past 20 years. Sounds like he's really, really accomplished. And it's crazy to think that I can teach somebody like that something. Cause I'm not that yeah. good at piano. Yeah. He was like, man, all I, um, all I can do is sheet music. Right. And so I like, I really don't feel like I know music. I need to be able to just kind of, you know, compose some things on my own, improvise a little yeah. bit on the piano. And that's, you know, that's where I'd come in. And yeah. so he, he bought my course that's and, great. Uh, and he mentioned that, you know, he found me through Tim Ferriss. That's awesome. I bet he has millions of people on his email list. What would you think? Yeah. A couple million, I would say. And, yeah. and I looked, once I realized he did that, I looked back and I saw that he had linked to my article on Twitter five days prior to that. Wow. And I linked to my article, that article on Facebook. And I didn't notice any sort of spike in any sort of traffic until he linked to it from his email list. So that should tell yeah. you a little bit of something about marketing too. I wonder if the, if NerdWallet's a really highly ranked site, I bet they have an outreach team too, where, where, where whenever an article goes out, I bet they have someone that does some sort of outreach to people that are mentioned in the article. Would you say so? I would think so. They're, they seem to be a pretty big company yeah. and you know, that that's, like I said, they looked like just a credit card review company. And she said, and I asked her about that. She said, well, they wanted to start profiling people who kind of were finding a way to, to make money online and, and be able to quit their job and stuff like that. And I was the first one they were going to do that with. Oh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. So that maybe that's why I couldn't really find it anywhere. They're just kind of experimenting with this. But yeah, I think I heard a podcast interview with the founder of that, actually. Oh wow! Two months ago, and if I remember right, they're definitely dominating. Like he turned it into a major business. I remember if if that's the one, it was one of those financial websites. Yeah, cool. So that's that's the story about being linked to from uh, from Tim Ferriss. So that was pretty cool, and I appreciate you for for letting me know that that happened. Yeah, no problem. All right. So the the topic of today is marketing your online course, and I've really kind of fallen in love with marketing. Once I got into the space and the thing is that about, you know, five, four or five years ago, when I got this idea for piano in 21 days, I knew the piano side of things and putting together the piano course was nothing compared to learning all this marketing stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And the reason, one reason I love marketing so much now is it's one of the most important things for any business, if not the most important thing. You could have the greatest product, you could have the greatest service on the planet, but if you don't market it right, you're not going to have a business, you're not going to have any sales. Yep. Plain and simple. Absolutely. So if you make an online course, you could have the greatest online course in the world and you can put it on the internet, but if you don't have a plan, a marketing plan, a way to get people to see it, 
then you're not going to make any sales of that best online course on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're small. If there, I feel like there are some bigger companies that can come out with a great product that can just take off through people telling word of mouth, but it's definitely rare. But word of mouth is still a form of marketing, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a million different types of marketing ways to market. And that that's certainly one of them. And that's perfectly, that's a great way to market. I can tell you that that word of mouth hasn't been a great source of marketing for, for piano in 21 days, because if you're telling your uncle or your, your cousin that, you know, you took this great online course, well, the chances of them buying it are low because you're probably just going to share your login information. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. So absolutely, that's why I kind of fell in love with marketing um, and, and realized how important it is. But I knew nothing about marketing at the time. I had to learn all this stuff. So some terms that I didn't had no idea what they even meant that are very important now: a squeeze page, email autoresponder, funnel, evergreen content, pre-launch content. You know. Words like that, phrases like that, I had no idea what they were, but those are those are vital piece, pieces of my marketing now. Did you know what some of those words meant? I mean, yeah, I've been reading up on marketing for a long time. I'm not mar- really, I wouldn't consider myself a marketing guy. I would consider myself a product person. Product's what I love doing. Marketing, I don't love doing. And I've always known it's my weakness, but I've always known it's like the, what you, one of the major things you have to do when you, when you create a product. So I've, I've been learning and reading about it for years and years and years now. So I, yeah, I've heard those terms over and over again. I read Tim Ferriss's book back right when it came out. It was probably close to 10 years ago now. And that's kind of what started me on this journey of creating products and marketing. And that's what you approached me with when you wanted help was you didn't need help putting your course together, really. You needed, you needed help marketing your course. Yeah, you had already put together your course, and I'm sure you're going to want to update it and redo it one day. But you already put together a good course. You just needed help getting more people to buy it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about let's talk about how to market your course. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is just just website website stuff, right? You know, when I first had my course available, I uh, I didn't know if I should have a one page website that was just a sales page. Or if it should just be a squeeze page where you just ca- are capturing an email address, or if I should have a full website, right? And yep. and I've tried all 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 those different philosophies. And one thing that works really well, especially when you're just starting out, is to do the squeeze page route, where your whole website is just trying to get people's email address in exchange for that lead magnet. We talked about that last week. I know that's kind of where you are with your online course. Yep. Right. So, so right now your website is microgreensfarmer.com. Microgreensfarmer.com. Yep. Yep. And people go there and it's one page, right? They can't really go to any other pages basically. And the goal is that they give you their email address in exchange for their, your quick start guide. That's correct. That's that's a great way to get started. A couple other things you probably want to do, and I don't know if you've done this yet, but in terms of having a website, you all almost always want to have a privacy policy and a uh, terms of terms and conditions. Yeah. Do you have those? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do have those. Good. Okay. So you can. There are services out there that you can. Um, you can just fill out a quick little wizard, like check check some boxes, and it'll auto draft those doc those you know, that, that text for you. 
Yeah. And I think you think you may have to pay a few dollars to get that done, but it makes it super easy. And you just plug that into a very, very basic web page. Yeah. And Google likes to see that. And it's just, you know, lawyers like to see that. And you want to have that kind of in the footer. Even if you just have a squeeze page up, page up you want to have that privacy policy terms and conditions. All right. Yeah. yeah. So for, for a long time, I had moderate success with my selling my course with just that squeeze page. But it came to a point where I asked myself, do I want to, does, should Piano in 21 Days, should that just be an online course or should that be more of a business, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and when I wanted it to be more of a business, that meant that I wanted to have a more fully functional website. And that's when I got with my developer and, and we, we designed a, a new website and launched a new Piano in 21 Days website six, eight months ago, something like that. And so now, you know, that, that exact same squeeze page still exists, but you get to it through the menu in my website. So now you go to the mm-hmm. homepage of my website. There's a picture of me. It, ha- it says, hi, I'm Jacques. I help regular people learn, um, learn to play uh, modern songs on the piano in as little time as possible. And, um, from the, and then there's like a get started here button. You click on that, you get some more information. And then it says, if you want to learn more, grab the free workbook, click that. Then it goes to the squeeze page and that's working really, really well. Also on my website is a page where they can see a lot of my, my most popular YouTube videos, right from my website. They don't have to switch over to YouTube. Mm -hmm. There's an about page, contact me page. Um, piano and keyboard recommendations from me. That's a question I was getting a lot is, Hey, you know, I don't even have a piano or keyboard yet. What do you recommend? So I put together a page and now people can get to that. So there's a lot of valuable information on my website now. That's just, that's just giving, that's just giving more, right? Giving, giving more valuable information to people and making it look like a, a, an actual, you know, legitimate business building trust. That was another thing. You know, piano in 21 days can sound kind of scammy. Um, I've heard Ramit Sethi talk about that. I don't know if you, do you know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. He I will teach to, you to be rich. Yeah. That sounds super scammy, right? Oh, yeah. I, I will teach you to be rich.com. But man, that, that guy is doing some, I mean, he does all kinds of stuff. He's got tons of online courses on there. I mean, I think he got started just blogging about personal finance. Yeah. But, you have to, you know, that's that probably sounds more scammy than than piano in twenty one days. But you have to, um, you have to get, you have to give people a reason to trust you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people, I think that when they see a sales page, there's something that clicks in a lot of people's minds that see can, they can tell that you're just that it's a sales page and that you're trying to sell them something, you know. But when people come to a blog and they just read really good content, they're you kind of can go in under the radar. They might see then your opt-in, little opt-in form on the right side of the page or something, but they're not going to have that skepticism as they start to move through your funnel. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. So like I said, like we said, you're you're on the just the squeeze page thing. Are Do you have any plans to kind of upgrade that to a full website one day? Yeah, I when I start figuring out this keyword stuff, I feel like I should probably write some art. There's not a ton of articles online on Microgreen, so I should probably write, try and write some articles on it, and just to start to rank 
organically in Google and get more people to visit my site. I just have a few pages on there now that I can send people to, like you said, recipe ideas and some other random stuff, but, uh, on a WordPress website, but yeah, I definitely see the power in that as a marketing channel at some point. It's one of those things that can snowball similar to YouTube and doesn't just drop off the face of the earth, like Facebook and Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Blog posts, you have, yeah. um, you want to be intentional about it and actually try to rank for a certain term before you even write the article. And that's, yep. that's another thing that's kind of on my website now is, is a, is a blog. I don't have a lot of stuff there. It's mostly videos. Yeah. But that's, that's the main way to get ranked in Google is, is through blog posts because yep. you're not going to, for all the search terms that you want to rank for, you're not going to be able to rank your homepage for all of those. You're going to rank other pages throughout a website. And yeah. so that's, that is one of the advantages of having a, an actual website is, is with ranking organically in Google. Yeah. Uh, so that's, 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 you know, what I wanted to talk about in terms of a website. So let's talk about things off of your website. We've, we've talked about marketing on YouTube a lot so far in multiple, multiple of these podcasts. So mm -hmm. people can go back and, and kind of listen to that. I think episode four, we definitely talked about it. Mm -hmm. And YouTube is great because it's free. We both got started there with marketing on YouTube. So um, I definitely recommend people start there for sure. Yep, absolutely. Um, so some other places, uh, Reddit can be a good place to, to market something like this. I've had success on Reddit. Have you have you done anything with Reddit in terms of your business, Nate? No, nope. or personal. Scared of okay. it. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's like I've heard um, it can cause be a major time sink. <laughs> it can, yeah. It's it's like a top ten website in, in on the planet, though. So it's definitely useful if you use it correctly. Yeah. Um, and then for business, what I what the way I had success is I I have these videos on YouTube already. And there's one of my videos, like learn any pop song on the piano in five minutes. I posted that to the videos subreddit. And what I found, I'm, a, I'm about to explain kind of a black hat tactic. So take, take this advice with a grain of salt for sure. But what I found is it's, it's kind of hard to get even good content up, you know, up the, up the ladder of Reddit without kind of pushing it to begin with. Okay. So I've, I've done a test and I've, I've just posted, um, a video without doing anything and, and it got nowhere. And then right. I posted that same video and I've, I've kind of bought upvotes. You know, I'm not going to go into too much detail about how to do that, yeah. but I've bought up the upvotes to kind of get the ball rolling. And then once a few people start seeing it and see the video and they actually like the content, it starts rolling, rolling, rolling. And so that's one of the reasons that I have a video that's about to hit 1 million views is because the day that I posted that video on YouTube, I, I, uh, I did this Reddit thing. And so, uh, it got to the front page of the videos. It got up to like number four or something of the video wow. subreddit. And within the first 24 hours, uh, my video had over a hundred thousand views. Wow. That's and awesome. So, so I'm just telling you that Reddit's got potential if you do it right. Uh, I'm not necessarily recommending these black hat, black 
hat tactics. I've yeah. since tried a little bit. I, I think they're kind of um, they're blocking it a little bit more. I think it's a little harder than this was a year, year and a half ago. So it's a little mm-hmm. harder to do that today and get the same amount of results. But it is marketing. Yeah. Absolutely. So would that be something then that you could put a video out on YouTube and you'd put it up on Reddit and you'd send, could send an email out to your list. Would you send them to Reddit then, or would you send them to YouTube? No, you don't want to confuse your list, right? You're not, you're not trying to game the system with something like that. When you're, when you're emailing a video to your list, you want to just send them to either straight to YouTube or Or you can put that video on your website. I wouldn't mess with things like Reddit because you're going to get people that don't know what Reddit is. Okay. The, the reason you would do that is to try to get people to upvote it and to leave comments there, but that's just not going to happen at any any sort of rate that's going to make it worth it. Okay. And, you, and you're probably just going to annoy your audience if you do that. Okay. So it's definitely worth trying. The other thing you can do on Reddit is you can search for things relevant to your online course and try to get involved in conversations. So every once in a while, I'll go in there and type in piano or, you know, learning piano. And if, if somebody's posted within the past 24 hours, maybe they posted on the piano subreddit about, you know, hey, guys, what's the best way to get started quickly on the piano? Or what's the easiest way? What's the fastest way? You know, I'm, I'm the perfect person to jump in that conversation and try to lend a hand. Yeah. And I don't. I don't immediately say, Hey, go to piano in 21 days.com. Yeah. I say, I, you know, I, I just introduce myself. I say, hello. If they asked about a specific problem, I'll try to help them. And then if I link to anything, it's going to be one of my YouTube videos. Yep. Absolutely. Just to convey that I am trying to help trying to show them this video and my call to action about getting to my website, my video is going to handle that if they're, if they're a reasonable lead to begin with. So that's a good way to get to, to, when you're just starting out, I don't do a lot of that anymore just because it's not so much worth my time. I've got some other systems rolling along, bringing in plenty of valuable leads. Definitely a good way to get started. Uh, Let's talk about Twitter next. I really like Twitter. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't so much, I'm not talking about Twitter ads. I'm just talking about Twitter. Okay. I've got 3,500 followers there, uh, but where I find Twitter the most valuable is their search, kind of like Reddit, okay? So what I do, and I actually have outsourced this to my virtual assistant, but what I do is every day, I go into Twitter and I type in learn piano. And I see who is saying, I want to learn how to play piano. Oh my gosh, I wish, you know, I want to learn how to play piano one day. These are people that actually want to do what I am offering. And so I find those people and all I do is I follow them. And it just kind of gets their attention, right? There's, I, you don't want to go in there and reply to their comment because that's really spammy. I don't, I've tried that. You don't, I don't recommend that. But I, what I found works best is the people that seem to want to learn the thing you're teaching, just follow them. And, and not everybody's going to follow you back by any means, but that's the best way to just kind of tap them on the shoulder and yeah. say that you exist. Yeah. All right. So why don't you, you're at your computer right now, I'm assuming, because we're talking and go, go to Twitter. Uh, You have a Twitter account? No. Okay. Well, I think go to Twitter and see if you, I mean, yeah, I do have an account that I created years ago, but it's not for my business or anything. Okay. I don't have to probably, you probably want to at least create the, uh, the microgreens farmer. Yeah. I may have handle done that. I'm not sure. Just so somebody else does not even if you're not going to do anything with it. Yeah. 
but I'm in I'm on Twitter right now and I'm just going to search microgreen and let's I'm sure people are going to be talking about it. I see businesses like pitching their own microgreens, but you you'll just and, and you get that with piano too. People are talking about the best way to learn piano and they're pitching their products, but you have to you have to sort through it with your eyes and that that's that's what my virtual assistant does is they're looking for you, you really can't automate this. You're looking for the people that have questions. Really, yeah, have questions, want to learn about it. Cool. Yeah, so that's that's something you. And can how do you doing. know? How do you know sales are coming from that? Is it just when you're on the phone with them, you ask them how they found you? Yeah, basically. I mean, there's there's ways to if you do send somebody a URL, you know, a link to your website, you can kind of append things to the end. But that's getting really advanced. Okay. And I don't know if it's really even worth it. But it's just. I mean, what we're talking about is getting more people into your funnel. When we say marketing your online course, we want to get more people into your into your funnel. Yeah. And you don't want to just have one source of traffic. You want to get traffic coming from as many different places as you uh, as you can, so that if one if there's a problem with one of them, it doesn't really kill your business. So I'm I'm pro you know I'm getting a few I've I've got to be getting a few leads a day from from this Twitter stuff. And it's not, it's costing me almost nothing because my virtual assistant does it now. And you know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. All right. So let's, let's move on to, um, let's talk about Facebook. All right. Uh, oh, real quick on Twitter. Um, you also want to post, if you're going to do Twitter, you also want to post things on your Twitter account because people, when they see that they, you followed them, they're going to click on you and see what you have to offer. Yeah. So you want to be posting on Twitter if you're going to do that. Um, I've got that fully automated with a software called Edgar, or it's it's meetsedgar.com, M-E-E-T-E-D-G-A-R.com. Uh, and and what that is, what that helps me do is I upload a, a bunch of posts into Edgar, and they just will randomly select one and post it on a schedule. And and they just they repeat over time, but I have so many in there that it's not like the same ones repeating on a daily basis or anything like yeah. that. So when people see me follow them, they come to my page, they see that I've posted five times today and I've posted, you know, thirty times that past week and they see it's wow. an active account. That's cool. All right. So Facebook uh is is you know, you can post to Twitter in a similar manner to uh, on Facebook and, and meet that meet Edgar uh, service actually does Facebook as well. So you can automate posting to Facebook. But what I found works best for Facebook is actually using their advertising platform. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get into too much detail on Facebook ads on this podcast. And I don't fully understand it. I've got that completely outsourced to an expert. But what I will tell you in terms of Facebook ads that I have seen works the best is videos. Mm-hmm. Videos seem to be what's working right now on, with Facebook ads. I've tried ads that didn't have videos and uh the it's just it's just not as successful and if you have if you have videos with really good content vi- facebook video ads can be really powerful and the other thing you need to do if you are doing facebook video ads is you need to because of the way facebook works you have to get involved in the conversation so anytime you have a video on facebook or any sort of post on facebook whether it's a, a normal post or an ad there's a comment facebook commenting below the video and people it depends depending on how much money you're spending a day on the facebook ad people are going to be commenting so what i do now is every time i check my email which is two or three times a day i'm going through replying to people i also go to my facebook comments 
and reply to people. And, you know, I get 30 people commenting a day on my Facebook video ads. And that just helps with the realness showing I'm a real person. Mm -hmm. This is a real business and that this guy responds. So when somebody sees that ad and they see all the comments, they see that this account is actually responding to those people. And I'll tell you, Nate, that most of the people commenting are just tagging other people. And that's what I love to see. That's awesome. That's really cool. And I'll just go through and I'll like those. I won't respond with any sort of text, but I'll get in terms of comments, I'll really get two kinds of comments there. I'll get comments that say, you know, this is really cool. I didn't realize this was possible. Thank you. Stuff like that. And I'll I'll respond to them. And I'll also get a lot of this is complete crap. You know, I can't believe you're spewing this to people. This is a scam. And depending on what the exact language is, you know, every once in a while I'll delete the comment, but most of the ones like that I'll use as an opportunity. Yeah. Because that's, that person is clearly not my audience, but um, I want to make it very clear that I'm different. I'm different than normal piano lessons. And yes, you're not going to be an expert at piano in 20, in 21 days. Um, and that's kind of the, the theme of these negative comments is like this, this is, this is terrible. Like it takes years to learn how to play piano. And I want to be like, yeah, I know, like to be an expert in piano, it takes years. Absolutely. But the people that I'm trying to reach with this information are not going to learn piano any other way. I'm targeting people that are just casual pianists. They don't want to be professional pianists. They don't want to be concert pianists. They don't want to spend years learning piano and be an expert. Yeah, That's great that that's, you know, and it's usually like piano teachers or people that have played for 30 years that comment with this type of stuff. That's great that that's what you wanted to do. But, but look, these, these people that I'm targeting are not like that and, and wouldn't learn any other way. And so hopefully those people can see that and see that I'm responding in that way. And and I can use that kind of turn that negative into a positive. Oh yeah. That's cool. I've also had, I've been having some success with Facebook groups. I feel like Facebook is kind of Push, been pushing that a little more the last couple of years. And uh, I started a group called Growing and Selling Microgreens that has 4,800 people in it now. And you can pin, when you start a group, you can pin a post. So I have a post pinned to the top that just tells people, introduce myself and introduce people to the group and tells them, tell them they can go download the quick start guide as well. So when you say you're having success with the Facebook group, you know, I wouldn't say that 4,800 people in a Facebook group just that stat alone is what makes it successful, right? So are you actually seeing revenue from this? Well, see, I don't know where my buyers, if my buyers are coming from YouTube or Facebook necessarily. Okay. And how are people getting into that group? How are they finding that group? I think it just shows up in recommendations. When you're in a group, it'll have recommended groups on the right side sometimes. I was when I, when I, um, I did have a little automated sequence in MailChimp. Towards the end of that, I would say, come join us in the group. So I figured a lot of those people probably found me through my YouTube videos, and then I added them to the group later just as like another place to build community and interact with me. Okay, gotcha. Well, that's, I mean, that's a really big uh, group, Nate. And I mean, that's another form of list, quote unquote. You know, we talked about building your email list or building your list in the last episode. Yeah. And so you've got these contacts in there, but it's, uh, you know, an email list is obviously still more valuable because you own that. And this is Facebook's algorithm. Yeah. And I'm right. sure very few people, uh, you know, uh, most people probably don't see a post in face in this Facebook group unless they're really active in the group. It kind of stops yes. showing you posts from it if you're not hanging out in the group a lot. 
Yeah, but a Facebook group can totally be a, a way to market your course. And like you said, you kind of have this out there. And now that it's it's got 4,800 people, Facebook is happy to recommend it to other people yeah. that are maybe in other groups. Um, and so that's I guess that's probably the main way you're getting new people into the group now is just yeah. by Facebook recommending it. Oh, yeah, probably at least 100 or 200 a month just from their recommendations now. That's really cool. So hopefully you're 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 active in there, you're helping people and, and, um, and you're driving some traffic back to your homepage to get those people to convert into email addresses. Yep. And whenever you're posting to any social media platform, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, whether it's in your Facebook group, you know, one thing I'll recommend is the, the, the jab, 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 right hook philosophy. And you know what that means? Yeah. Just provide value a bunch of times before you ask for something in return. Yeah, exactly. So Gary Vaynerchuk wrote a book called Jab, 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 Right Hook a few years ago. And it's got a lot of example posts in that book. If you if you want to see some some good examples and bad examples of posts on all these different social media platforms, that's a good book to check out. But the idea behind the title is that you want to you want to give information. So you want to post your YouTube videos, you want to post your blog content, and you want to post other valuable information on the web. You don't want to just post your stuff. Yeah. And so you want to do like two, three, four, five of those for every one time you're asking for something. Yeah. So in my case, what I'm asking, I'm not asking for a purchase on social media. I'm asking for people to go download my workbook in exchange for their email address. So I don't, I, I, I do that probably every 10 posts would be something related to that. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. And then there's other social media platforms uh, that you could be on. Um, I, I personally am not using like Pinterest, LinkedIn, um, but you can totally use those to to market your course if it's relevant for you. So the, the, the main thing we're trying to do here is we're trying to find where your potential students are hanging out. Yeah. Right? What, about, from, what about affiliates? Finding affiliates. Finding affiliates? Yeah, like if you don't have anyone, any audience whatsoever, instead of creating content, what if you built relationships with people some other way and um, had them be affiliates for your product? Absolutely. That's a great thing to do. And you can do affiliates both ways, right? You can actually market and sell other people's products, or you can build those relationships and those people can market and sell products for you. Yep. You know, you mentioned you mentioned that you're more of a product guy. That's one thing you could work on is getting other people to market it for you. And they the 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 way affiliates typically work would be somewhere around the fifty percent mark. Yep. So if somebody else sold your course, they would get fifty percent of the revenue, and you would get the other fifty percent. Yeah. Now I'm personally not really doing that. Um, I have I I'd be happy to. That's a that's a great way to kind of scale your business. Yeah. So I can't really speak to how the best way to find people to do that. Yeah, I I I was I went and did a little workshop on affiliate marketing online, and they said that um, some of the best ways are to interview the person, to build a relationship with them, to ask for an interview. So if you have a podcast, just for the sole purpose of interviewing people in your industry, so you can start to build relationships. And the other main best way they said is to be the testimonial. So if those people have a product or a book out or something like that to, pro to provide a really good review and to take their content and use it and then pro provide a review for them are some of the best ways. Very cool. So I guess you're going to be trying out some of those things here pretty soon. 
I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Definitely interested in it. But someone I'm working with here in town, um, they own the trademark of family yoga and they teach family yoga in town and they're interested in creating an online course, teaching people, teaching yoga teachers how to start offering family yoga. And ah. it, it go, there's like songs that go with it and like coloring book pages and stuff, all these different things, but they don't have any social media accounts or any audience whatsoever right now. So they could start putting videos on YouTube and, and stuff like that. But I said one one other method they could maybe use is just try and identify like their dream 50, like 50 people that they want would most like to build relationships with in that industry. And, um, just start like, like commenting, sharing their stuff and then interacting with them as much as they can and trying to maybe interview them or talk to them somehow. And if those people off have programs or books to buy their stuff and to leave reviews and testimonials so that maybe when they launch, if they create a course, Obviously, they're getting feedback somehow before they create a course. But if they do create a course and launch it, they could launch it through those people and just have those people send it out to their large lists and take 50% of the cut. Yeah, very cool. All right, well, let's let's move on to the next uh, the next marketing tactic or tool. And it's one of my favorites would be Google AdWords. And it's one of my favorites because it's it's produced some of the best results for my business. And this you know, implementing Google AdWords is really what took my business to the next level, you know, six or eight months ago and really made made it into a a, a profitable business and um, and what was one of the key factors in, in making and in calling Piano in 21 Days a success. And I, I attribute to that. It, it really put my brand in front of the right people at the right time with the right message. And that's really what successful marketing is all about getting in front of the right people at the right time with the right message. Yeah. So with Google AdWords, people are searching for things. People are searching for things all day long. And the, the biggest search engine is obviously Google. And so people are typing in things and they're typing in things they want to learn about. And people are typing in how to learn piano, uh, how, how to learn piano fast. Um, online piano courses they're 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 searching for those things and i don't i don't want to spend months and months and months uh, at least when i'm first getting started with with so, with search engine marketing trying to rank for those terms organically because it's very difficult and can be very expensive mm -hmm. and you don't know what results you're going to get but with google adwords you can be the top result immediately if you're doing it right yeah and, and so with when we're we're talking about online courses here we're teaching people things and so it's going more than likely your whatever your niche is people are searching for how to do that thing right people are very likely searching for how to grow microgreens how to sell microgreens right yeah and you can see how many people are searching for those terms each month before you actually commit to Google AdWords so one thing you can do is you can go to the Google um, Keyword Planner tool. So if you just search for Google Keyword Planner and they have a tool on there and you can type in potential search terms into that tool. And not only will it, will it show you the search volume for those terms, but it'll show you similar uh, search keywords, right? So maybe maybe things you didn't think about 
Um, and then it's up to you to assess whether that would be relevant, whether that's the type of person you're looking for. So maybe it'll say like, you know, how to, some people are searching for like how to grow carrots in your home. Well, that may not be relevant for you. Maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, yeah. just an example I thought of. Yeah. But that's the type, it'll spit out a bunch of results and you have to maybe put those in a spreadsheet and figure out the ones that are the ones that you would like to target. And then you can actually put those into your AdWords account and you build ads based around those search terms. And you want to make sure, you know, so one of one of the things people do wrong with AdWords is they'll have like one ad for all these different search terms and their ad will be very generic. Well, when people search for um, piano le online piano lessons for adults, I don't want to show them an ad that says, come see the best beginner piano lessons. I want to show them an ad that says, come, come click here for the best online piano lessons for adults. I want it to be very targeted at that, their specific search. So I have a bunch of different ad copy in my account and it's, it's based on whatever people um, are searching for. And then the other part of that along the same lines is you don't want to just all send all that traffic to your homepage. Now, if you just have a squeeze page like you do, that's all you can do right now. But one of the things you may want to consider doing when you start implementing something like Google AdWords is also kind of build out a full website. Yeah. You send them to a, a like a blog post? You could send them to a blog post. You want to send them to a page that's relevant to whatever they're searching for. So, for example, what I do is I have built pages on my website that are just for AdWords traffic that you can't get to any other way. So, for example, if somebody types in adult piano lessons, They'll see an ad for me toward the top that's that's catered toward adults and piano lessons, and they click on it, and they get to a page that is piano21days.com slash adult piano lessons, and it says, hi, I'm Jacques, and it says something like, I teach adults how to learn modern songs on the piano in as little time as possible. And so you just you want to be really relevant to whatever that search term is. And then there's like a get started here button. And then we get back into the normal pages of my website. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the idea is that I want to convert these people onto my email list because I mean, I'm paying for that traffic. I want to part of AdWords is the optimization of your whole funnel because you're paying for that traffic Yeah. and you want to get the most out of it. Yeah. So that's some, that's some high, very high level tips on how to be successful with AdWords the, the way that I recommend being very successful with AdWords, and, and I speak from experience, is if, if you want to you wanna learn the nitty gritty and, and the details of this, you want to either learn it yourself or just go ahead and outsource it. The best way is, is to do a combination of both, meaning learn it yourself first. And once you get it implemented and you start seeing results, then you can use you know, some, some, some of the money from those results and start outsourcing this stuff. And so for the people out there that want to to go down this path with AdWords, um, what I recommend you do is, is go to Udemy, which is an online course database where you can you can take online courses on their platform and type in uh, Google AdWords into Udemy at the top. And the course I recommend should show up first. It's called the Ultimate Google AdWords Course 2017 Stop SEO and Win with PPC. It's uh, by a guy named Isaac Rudansky. It's 18 and a half hours long. 
Um, but one kind of pro tip there is you can watch it at double time and, and you should be able to understand him. That's I went through this course at double speed and that is a feature inside of Udemy when you're taking their courses. You can and if that's too fast for you, you can do one and a half times. Yeah. But that's that's a long course. Eighteen and a half hours is a long course. And if you're not if you're not uh too crazy about doing stuff like that it could get really tedious and boring yeah and if that's you you might want to just outsource it from the beginning but this guy put together a really really great adwords course there's adwords can do so many things i had no idea because you want to you want to implement this stuff but you get all the stuff in your account and you start turning on your ads you there's so much data you can see and you can split test different ad copy you can split test different landing pages and you you can actually see the results and and optimize. Um, yeah. There's a, a lot of stuff you can do to optimize. So I recommend you go through that course. And what, I recommend what you, kind of, you go through that course. What kind of you. ROI are you getting on your AdWords? Well, so I'm getting like a, a one point. I'm getting like one point two ROI. All right, yeah. which doesn't sound very good, but but here's what I'll tell you about that is. Not all of the. That's just the traffic I'm able to measure. So what I'm saying, what I mean is, for every dollar I'm spending on AdWords, I'm making a dollar and twenty cents. Yeah. Right. That's all the people I'm tracking. So hopefully there's some additional people that found me via AdWords that for whatever for whatever reason my systems didn't just didn't capture them as coming through AdWords mm -hmm. AdWords because I get a, I make a lot of sales um, and I don't know where the traffic came from. And it could have been from AdWords, it could have been from Facebook ads, it could have been from YouTube, it could have been from Twitter, it could have been from a lot of places, Reddit. Yeah. And so that number should be, could be higher based on that. And the other thing I'll tell you about that number is I'm collecting email addresses. So I remarket my course to people every four months yeah. and, and give people an opportunity to buy my course every four months. And just because they didn't buy this go round doesn't mean they are not going to buy it next go round. And if somebody came through AdWords and bought my course four months later or eight months later or 12 months later, well, that's not factored into that 1.2 number. Right. Yeah. So the, uh, even if I was at a 1.0, I would consider it successful because I'm collecting email addresses. Yeah. And the same goes for any um, any advertising campaign I've got. So, uh, for example, I was approached by Pianist Magazine to do a to a half page ad in their in their latest magazine, and they wanted around three hundred dollars to do that. And so, basically, I needed to sell one course from that traffic to make it worthwhile for me. And so, I did it. I set up systems to know if to know where that traffic came from. And, um, so far I haven't made any sales from that ad. I've gotten, uh, 50, 60 email addresses from it and that's great. And maybe, maybe I don't see any revenue from that this month, but maybe I do in four months from now. I don't know. But if I, if I don't make any sales at all from it, then I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. You know, but if I make one, I might. Yeah. Yeah. So I recommend that you go through this course, Nate, if, if you can bear it and, um, and get some see if you can get some results from Google AdWords. And if you can, you, you can, um, you can keep working in your account yourself or you can outsource it to some really, really good people. How much time would it take to implement something like this? If I watched the course on one and a half speed and, you know, took me, that took me 10, 12 hours, how long would it take to actually do the work? Well, I think 
I, I think the way I did it was, you know, he this specific course I'm recommending is very, very step by step. And it's he goes through it in a way that you can follow along and actually implement your own setup along with him. It's not you don't have to go through the whole thing and then implement everything. Yeah. And so I think I did this all in about three days going through the course and implementing it, implementing it at the same time. Yeah. What what kind of trend do you see with your ads? Are they is the ROI going up over time as you keep tweaking them or it is. It is going up and that's you know, I'm not doing anything inside of my AdWords account. Um these guys that I outsource to are we have a call once a month and just talk about, you know, the past month's performance and they bring up ideas they have to continue to optimize my account. And so they're responsible like my my account is in place. Like I could just leave it there and not do anything. And I would probably still get that 1.2 return, but I want to, con- I want to, I want to grow that. I want to continue to increase that. Yeah. And so they are optimizing my account to continue to grow that. That's cool. So if you fired them tomorrow, your ROI would be bet would be higher right away though, because that 1.2 built into that is your management fee. I'm assuming, right? I'm not including that in that 1.2 is coming directly from my AdWords account. Okay. So I think I'm paying them $800 a month to manage it for me. Yeah. And so, yes, I could, I could fire them and save that $800 a month and I would still get results from AdWords, but I don't want to do that because I want them to continue to optimize my account. And, you know, things change, trends change. And an ad that was working yesterday may not work today. Yeah. And, I want them to look at stuff like that and um, make the appropriate changes needed. You know, what, for example, they noticed that, you know, we were spending a certain amount of money to get in position two for a certain search term. And then we spent a little more to get in position one. The ad, for whatever reason, performed better in position two than it did in position one. So they noticed things like that. And it's like, well, we don't need to be spending this extra money to get to position one on this particular search term. Yeah. Because our, our our overall ROI is going to be better here. Okay. So that's the type of thing they're doing inside of my account. Yeah, I'm definitely like nervous about the whole jumping into the ads thing, just because you know the whole reason I get into got into business is to create more freedom in my life, and that's like one thing that I spending time on the computer and tech stuff is one thing that I don't like. So I just wonder, <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, then I'm that now all of a sudden when I'm doing that, I'm destroying freedom to a certain extent, you know, but but then saving money, making more money in my business and saving more money, which down the road can give you a lot more freedom in your retirement or whatever. So it's hard. It's hard for me to figure out what to do. It's you have to make that decision for yourself. Yeah. I told you this before, but I uh, I'm, I'm more technical than you and I, I'm probably in, enjoyed that course way more than you're going to if you go through it. Yeah. And so you have to make a decision whether you want to make that part of your business or not. I wanted to learn AdWords. And now that I outsource it, I am a better um, outsourcer of that task because I kind of know more about it. Yeah. But if you don't want to get I mean, this is all about, you know, ha- living a happier life. Yeah. If you don't want that to be part of your life and a part of your business, then just outsource it and don't worry about it. You're probably going to see a positive ROI from this AdWords stuff, whether you do it yourself or you just go ahead and outsource it. Okay. And one of the things I recommend, I think I recommended to you um, offline, and I can mention it here on this podcast, is you've got this database of four to five thousand people um, in your email list that you have not 
run through your new funnel yet. Yeah. So you've gotten some results from this funnel, from the just the new people coming through. You've made four sales. Yeah. Well, you're going to run these four to 5,000 people through your new funnel here pretty soon, I'm assuming. And maybe you make two sales. Maybe you make 10. Maybe you make 20. We don't know. It's going to happen. You're, you're going to make at least one, I'm betting. Yeah. Use that money, reinvest it into your business, and maybe start outsourcing AdWords, something like that. Yep. You know, you don't have to worry about where am I going to get the $800 a month. Yep. Um, and I think there's like an $800 setup fee too, probably. Yeah. You can just use the revenue from your business. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's that's going to about do it for this episode, Nate. That's uh, that's just some basics on on marketing, marketing our courses, things like that. Any Anything else you want to add? for this topic? No, that's not really. That's about it. Um, I guess there's, there's one more like kind of content thing that I think is kind of cool now that people are doing is like a a curated newsletter, like a monthly newsletter. Um, I really like those. I subscribe to a few of them, the journal by Kevin Rose and further. Um, it's the guy that used to run copy blogger. I don't know if he still does, but I think those are really cool. And I think that could be a, my wife is interested. She's really into parenting. She's read about a thousand books on it and she's, she's really a good mom. So that's something she's interested in diving deeper in. I said, that might be a cool thing just to kind of pull together your favorite articles from around the web, um, and send it out once a month in a monthly newsletter. And then you can reach out to those people and say, Hey, you're in my newsletter. Here's where people sign up if they're interested on like a squeeze page. So then, you know, those people might tweet it out or something. You could start building some traffic that. So that's another thing to maybe check into the curated newsletter, monthly newsletter. Awesome. Good stuff, Nate. So where can people find you online? Microgreensfarmer.com is the best place. All right. And everybody can find my online course at pianoin21days.com. And if you want to learn more about this online course stuff and you have a hobby or passion that you want to uh, you want to turn into an online course, well, I've got a quick start guide that you can go download uh, right now. And that's at the online course guy dot com. So go there, download the quick start guide and stay tuned for the next episode of this podcast next week. Sounds good. I'll see you next week, Jock. See you, Nate.